Hello friends and folks and welcome back to the Hunter's Quorum. We took a little time away to lick our wounds. Is that like a is that a huntery thing to say? Lick our wounds? Rub dirt on it? Anyway, I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. We're back. Hi. Hey everyone. I'm Alan from Chats and Scanline Media. And I'm back too. Uh, and I'm Minovsky, the Scanline Media part-timer when it comes to monsters. And uh, we have some more monsters for you, Minovsky. Yeah, I I'm glad because, uh, you know, I know that we have to... Uh, fit in as many as we can before uh, Pokemon rightfully takes over uh, this particular show again for a while. Well, I mean, we might have an alternating schedule for a bit. I mean, here's the spoiler is uh, we're recording this and Pokemon is in four days. We're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not at launch, but as soon as you get in there, you're going to want to talk about all those little guys. So let's, let's talk about those uh, significantly larger guys today. Okay, okay, you talk me into it. Let's let's do that. It I was just my gonna, arm. You know, we were gonna do more Temtem, but uh No god, no, please, no. <laughs> I've never okay, suffered wow, so much right. on a podcast. That's not true. <laughs> but it was not fun. I mean you you are a vibes based individual and the vibes listen, Jackson was not having it. <laughs> yeah. I love Jackson was not here for it. Love talking to Jackson, don't love talking about the Temtems. It just makes me feel yucky. Anyways, this makes me feel good <laughs> talking about monsters. Yeah. What about talking about the glorious dragon, the mother goddess of gold? The Kolv Tarath. Sting? Oh, the Kolv Tarath. So, so Kolteroff is was added very late in the game. It is it is a large event monster, and it is a monster that they attempted some different gameplay features with, some of which have not returned. But beyond all that, a really interesting looking creature. Yeah, if you don't tell me anything about what the Kolteroff special feature is, what I'm assuming looking at this image is that it's a special mission where they give you a motorcycle and you have to ride up its back. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that render definitely looks like a ramp. Um, but yeah, the, the Kolv Tarath is a giant, you know, she's, she's the queen of gold, the, the mother goddess of gold, but she's uh, she lives in a giant cavern that is a arena unique to her, uh, and she's covered in gold. Like, she, she is sort of hoarding treasures and has made an armor out of that treasure, essentially. So you're chipping away bit by bit at the gold on Kul Tarath, and it all and like if you do enough damage in the end it culminates in a really cool sequence where you are in a cave where the ceiling and walls are covered in gold and Kul Tarath superheats in anger and like the walls and ceiling and floor start melting in really damaging ways to you so it so you okay. so the goal is at least to get her down to that point um what was unique about Kolv Tarath, though, was it was technically uh, a massive health pool that required 16 players, but you'd only see four of them. So, like, Wait. different different parties were all doing their own bits of damage to her, Ooh. and that, like, it, and, like, the fight could be longer or easier based on, like, 
how well all four, you know all four different groups were doing at the same time. So does it openly match make for 16 people or is it like whenever you pick it, it tries to sync you up with someone it, else or something? So, so I mean, it, open, it match makes for the four. So you typically would go with your own party. That's how I did it. But mm-hmm. like y- you can see other people like entering, you know, and going up to the table and forming their own squads. I'm not really sure exactly how they based that, but it was an attempt to at least make it a greater online event when Colv dropped. Hmm. I like how Monster Hunter that is, though, where they they wouldn't dare make a fight with sixteen people. No, but they will. They will have sixteen people just asynchronously uh, fighting in groups of four. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's a she's a very interesting creature. I'm I'm hoping that the gallery on here will show you like that the gold can be melted away, and there's just different there's like different body proportions you see as that it takes place. You start to get some of that sense. Yeah, generally I try to watch some I try to watch a little bit of the fight while we talk just to get a feel for the the size and the pace of the fight. So I'm seeing a little bit of that. But I I, but. I really enjoy uh how regal Colv is. Like I I really love the just the idea of something encasing itself in a golden armor like the hunters do. Mhm. And uh she's got really beautiful horns as well. These kind of ram horn type uh adornments. And I don't dislike how she looks when it's all stripped away either. Nope. Yeah, uh, still here's looks... a here's a still looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I love that actually. Yeah, it's like an inverted lizard. So is this like a limited time thing? Like, if I were to play now, could I not do this fight? Um. So I believe you still can. It's been a while since I've been in World. It it was a it was like a rotating thing at first. So like certain weekends you could fight Colv, and now I think. Colv is just available to fight, although I am sure it is substantially harder now that there aren't a lot of people playing World. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how, um, how necessarily how it would be approached in this day and age, but mm-hmm. I think it's still something you could do. It's gonna be tough mm-hmm. to get a sixteen stack these days. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know how important that is at this point. I mean, maybe they rebalanced. Couldn't say for sure, but um, but yeah, she, she's still around. It's still something you can do. There, There is another monster we'll talk about probably in a later episode that they did simi- similar gimmickry with. Now, uh, if you also want to talk about the equipment, though, this is another area where they tried something else with Kolv. Um, and it's something I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the weaponry had kind of a gotcha thing to it, where it wasn't just that you got the weapon like you do every other monster. It was that, like, you could roll different rarities of the same weapon. So like they would have certain status or element or like different little things oh. to them. So there's just dozens of weapons per weapon. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's hard to get images of them. Yes. Yeah. That, so just assume if you can see one, that's like the base that it looks like. Uh, and then it would just be different statistical uh, or elemental or um, status effects on it. I'm seeing things like, you know, I'm seeing a great sword, I'm seeing a long sword, I'm seeing some various bows and stuff. And just generally it is a very, um, like, it's interesting because I feel like as it gets more, perhaps as it gets more fancy, I guess I don't know what's tier up and tier down, but it looks like it actually gets less gold because it turns into, like, elaborate gilding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I, it's hard without seeing them all, like, side by side to get a sense of the overall aesthetic, but I don't hate what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it really apply, It really goes well with the treasure hunt theme of the monster. 
where it's like, oh, you you could get different things, and like there are there are rarer treasures if you're willing to stick at this and try it a few more times. And uh, you you can, however, comment on the armor, which is pretty consistent. I was just gonna say about the weaponry. Uh, it's like this. It's you know the classic MMO thing of like the highest tier possible is golden weapons, and all of these are like, what if you could have like a golden switch axe with like jewel encrusted casing? It's very regal. And that as well ties into the armor sets, which are and, interesting. And as you said, it's it's probably also MMO by design with that sort of sixteen player approach they attempted. That oh, yeah. feels very much like them going like, okay, what if we did it like that? And this is an experiment in that direction. But the armor, yeah, let's talk about the armor. So the culture off alpha armor. It's very bulky. I love I love furry shoulders mm-hmm. uh, on the male. That's always wonderful. Um, and the female one is not. Uh, too remarkable. How do you, how do you feel about gold scale male fishnet stockings? Well, now I I receive those positively. <laughs> okay, well, good news. I, I have you. great news for you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, that's that's what we are. got going on here. I like those a lot. Did I not see? I feel like I missed. I miss scrolled. Oh, if you scroll further down to master rank, those are the mas- The yeah. master rank armors are really interesting compared to the base. The base are like I mean, very this, respectful, right? They're like this is like practical. The horns are cool. We've seen. I, I mean, there's there's scale male covering specifically the belly button. Let's be <laughs> careful about what we're calling practical. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, but then then like the 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 male armor master rank has the open chest and yeah. navel, but there but there's like this like gold body paint that's liberally applied. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, respectful in comparison to the Master Rank, which is, like, hot twink, male and female edition. Uh, mm-hmm. At least the the ones on the left side. I'm assuming those are the Blades, the Bladesman people. It, the, the Alpha and Betas in World are a little weird. I don't quite recall. It's just different skill sets. Sure. Um, okay. It's not as clearly defined. But, yeah, they, let, let's talk about those two armors, though, because I, I, I kind of like them. Yeah. The Alpha one, the Alpha male, Alpha male, fuck. Uh <laughs> Is giving like, like really over dramatic JRPG villain vibes, and I love yep. that. Shirt, oh no, shirt, no shoes, no service. Uh, big gauntlets. I love the hair in this specific model. I know that's the character, but I just like this person clearly leaned into the aesthetic. Uh, big long flowing cloak doesn't. Uh, it still looks combat appropriate, I suppose. Uh, and then the female one. Big JRPG villain enchantress vibes. We don't need mm-hmm. stockings where we're going because she's showing a little bit of leg and she looks great. It gives me big like, you know, like, oh, we did the expansion to this like Diablo style game and we introduced the female version of the Berserker yes. vibes. <laughs> I, I will say I really love on the Alpha Plus uh, Master Inc. armor the that the uh, female horns are way more prominent. Yeah, they're mm. like longer and wider. Yeah, they're mu- they're much cooler looking, in my opinion. And I I do like the I even though I I like the fuzzy sleeves on the gold uh, on the um, arms. I also just feel like it's really rare to have a like we have all sorts of looks in Monster Hunter with armor, and a lot of them like once you get more fancy, they stop looking as much like actual armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first time I think I've seen a slinky dress. I- yeah, now that you mention it, especially in World. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a fancy, like, intentionally supposed to be sexy kind of dress with 
big horns and gold fur. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how the master rank compared to the other ones. Like, I do think there is this like end game MMO design, but it also the uh, master rank has the other thing that happens in MMOs, which is like, okay, we made our end game MMO stuff, and then we kept making new content. What do we do now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep going. Yeah. And that's the answer. Yeah. You keep going. Yeah, the beta plus uh, female is like uh fucking like opera singer kind of garb here. I dig it. She looks like a mermaid. And and and, and the beta plus male looks like the minion of the alpha plus. <laughs> it's like a like a dude from the cover of a Korean MMO. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I do like that giant barrel collar. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I love a good, like, like <laughs> reinforced popped collar. Uh-huh. Yes. No, no, he's just really nervous. He just tugs at his collar like Homer Simpson all the time, and he eventually <laughs> loosened it. That's what happened. Uh, uh. Go. He tugs so much it'll get stuck that way. Go. He did that for half an hour straight on every corner and pulled it. But yeah, it's 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 a good armor set, I think, and it, it, it feels like what you would pull off of a, you know, a queen of gold. Like, it fits the theming very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm here for all of this. Um, I think I, I, I just to say it though, I do think the the high rank, uh, female just has a identity problem where I can't tell what exactly it's trying to do. The concept doesn't really come together. But I'd agree with that. The but, high you know, ranks are a little overall, bit basic, especially mm-hmm. the female. The master ranks are fantastic. I love these very much. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those were the ones you saw way more often anyway, so I think that's the criteria by which we can judge this one. And speaking of, you know, MMOs and raid battles, I know Six and I are incessant about this, but also there is a new WoW convention coming, so I'm going to keep bringing it up. I'm sorry. Uh, this battle is in Onyxia, 100%. I mean, there aren't, like, eggs everywhere, but you're in a low cavern that's, like, filled with lava and chasing around a dragon and, like, breaking off parts. So mm-hmm. looking at the fight, I definitely, my first instinct was like, oh, this is, like, Monster Hunter Onyxia. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it is a battle where Colv uh, is always on the move, and it will only stop to attack you at specific points when it's too bothered. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it's mm-hmm. really just trying to do enough damage to get parts off of it and, or you know, or potentially kill it before it leaves the arena. Oh, right, Colv will leave the locale soon, that's true. Wow. Yeah, and- I think this is, I think, like, especially with the details of how this fight works, which, you know... Minovsky, you can you can speak to like how well it actually worked. Uh, we are only we're concept guys over here, I, but concept wise, I think that's great. And as as a fight, I I had a lot of fun and some very memorable times with the party I played it with for the couple weeks that we really focused on Colv. So I would give, I would give it a good mark. It's it was it was worth a try. Uh, I think there are obvious reasons they haven't gone back to this just yet, but it might be something they play with more in the future. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know, there was some, like, idling game I played on my phone where it was like, oh, join a guild, and you joined a guild, it's like, oh, here's here's this month's idle boss, everyone contribute your clicks so we can take down this guy <laughs> together and get loot, and I was like, I don't know if I want to be here, <laughs> um, but that's because it was an idle game where I don't want to do raid battles, I would like to do them in Monster Hunter, so I'm a yes. I'm a yes as well. I'm a big yes. All right. All right. And I know you're here for the armor, Alan, so Absolutely. I don't even need to ask. Absolutely. And Minofsky will will have to tell us if they're ever not here for something, I just assume. So. <laughs> yeah, just assume. 
All right, that moves us on, of course, to the Legiana. like like if you come into it not knowing it feels like this should be an iceborne design it it does and it it does get a variant in iceborne but mm-hmm. it it's not like and it's an ice dragon but it is not the ice dragon that becomes the flagship of iceborne i think it was kind of a tease in that direction of like here is an icy dragon but not the ice dragon that you're going to associate with uh, the expansion mhm yeah fair enough it gets a lot of it gets a lot of screen time in the game though. Like you see flocks of Legiana flying around, and um, they, they play like sto- they have story scenes and things. There's a lot of like like there's bird and moth and like ray like as in like manta ray mm-hmm. design going on here. I love the like reversible design on the wings a lot. It's very pretty. Yes. Um, and so it gives sort of moth there, but they are like these, like, you know, thicker than moth wing, like membranes. And so you get the, the sort of the ray influence there. Um, yeah. Flies around and, and you know, makes you cold. You get cold. Mm-hmm. You pass out if you get too cold. I think I fought this thing, but I never built any armor out of it. So I'll have to take a look at that stuff, too. Uh, um, this was one, too, that could be like, uh, it could be fairly weakened by poison, because if you hit it with poison, it couldn't, it could not create its ice, which a lot of monsters aren't mm. aren't bothered in that way uh, in Monster Hunter. So it was a pretty unique thing of like, oh, you can really nerf this thing with the right tactic. Um, hmm. But yeah. Um, and it, it was also like a, a mid-game challenge. Like this is one they really threw in to go like, okay, have you have you been preparing properly? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you hadn't, then sure. it, it could stomp you for a little while. Oh. Alan, we didn't do our jobs. We uh, uh, real quick. Let me read the um, the entry. codex entry for for Cole. Okay. Uh, an elder dragon that protects itself with a glittering coat of metal. Its ecology and coat differ with each appearance. Thus, the need for a thorough investigation. For a sec, I thought it said thorough inspection, and I was like, "Excuse Ew. me, what are we like? We do <laughs> like a like a like a uniform inspection <laughs> on this dragon?" Um, yeah, you're doing a fit check uh, on Cole. Meanwhile, on, on Legiana, the apex monster of the Coral Highlands, whose diet consists uh, primarily consists of Rafinos, it emits a chilling wind from its body, which dulls its prey's ability to escape. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the shrieking Legiana variant. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Which ha- has love, an even louder... Uh, it, both Legianas have a really like interesting call. It's a, it's a cool sound. Shrieking is uh, is more like pure white and like furry looking, so that's nice. Yeah, I I'm okay with this monster. It it's a mo- it's like I think it's a really pretty monster, but there was nothing in particular about it that like really really stands out to me. But I know that this monster has a lot of fans. Like it's a it's a fairly popular one, and I think that's I think that comes down to just like the purity of how great that design looks, especially those wings. The wings are very good. Um, I also did this fight and I didn't like 
So if I if you asked me to say something about it, I was like, boy, it changed floors a lot. That was really obnoxious. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I don't have much noteworthy to say about it. The nicest thing I have to say is I think the master rank armors are a really fun look. Um, yeah, let me but... look at the weapons and armor because I, I've been quiet because, uh, I mean, frankly, I find the basic one a little bit boring. It seems like it's coming from the Rathlo school of design. Of, like, fly at you and then go back up in the air and then fly at you again, which is totally fine and pretty fun to fight. There's a reason the Rathlotes is, like, is iconic. But uh, I don't actually, think it's doing... Go ahead. On that note, I was going to say, I'm going to read real quick from the uh, the Monster Hunter World biology book uh, that was officially released. The first thing we discussed for uh, Legiana was how to make a flying wyvern that's agile and has powerful claws. But when it comes to quick aerial monsters, that's a hurdle. Eventually, we were able to get those concepts across through some of the tricky maneuvers like nosediving and holding a stable position in midair, which is why it's similar to a jet fighter, down to its webbing acting like wing flaps. The end result, however, was that it ended up being less imposing than Rathalos, with a streamlined body and a compact face. We wanted to express that this incredible monster can fall subject to predation, which is why it had to play a role in the Rotten Vale later. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's... by design, they're like, yeah, no, we know this thing looks weaker than Rathalos. That book is clutch, by the way. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's there's so... This this book is... Let me count. It's over 500 pages. Yikes. Mm. And it's Developer all like dev notes on the monsters? Dev notes and, you know, biology notes and all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah equipment-wise... Um, oh. It's run into it's run into some of the classic Monster Hunter World problem. I feel like, yeah, like yeah, okay. they they really focus on the sort of like the V shape of the head. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it really comes through. But yeah, wait, it's, it's a V pin. In a way, no. I mean, uh, the 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 Horcry uh, mass B plus armor uh, on the male uh, has the like Castern face shield. It's true. That is good. Oh, I do like that master rank. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, the the weapons are just kind of another weapon where it's like here's the standard weapon with like a little bit of, um, Legiana flourish. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, that that is unfortunately the the one problem with World is just they were so focused on everything else, and rightfully so. It's a great game, uh, but some of the equipment, uh, especially weapon wise, feels very samey. Yeah, I think I'm a no. I'm a no as well. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you learned your lesson, because it's time (laughs) for a lesson. This this lesson is a Witcher collaboration. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it says in here something about Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, no. Okay, so Whoa. So, so here's where we can get to something. Uh, there, there there is 
The Legend's presence is the best of times and the worst of times. Um, uh-huh. Tell me more. Okay, so on the one hand, as a fight, I remember the Leshen fight being quite annoying. Uh, mm. Because they, just like the Final Fantasy Behemoth stuff, they tried to introduce a little bit of Witcher stuff. So, like, you have to get, like, the Geralt medallions to burn away its thorns and get rid of its uh, its um, crow flocks and stuff. So as a fight, I remember, like, it was not as fun as it could have been. Um, but as a experience and also as a witcher collab it's pretty successful uh one way in which it's successful in my opinion is uh they did do a little witcher story with Geralt coming into the monster hunter world and the single player campaign where you would play as Geralt and you would you and you would have to like do the Geralt tracking stuff from the witcher where he'd touch the ground and make his little comments and uh at the end of it my favorite piece of it was that you could save a puke puke from the um Aww. from the Leshen, and if it survived, it would thank Geralt in the end cutscene, and they would become friends. Well, <laughs> that's so sweet. So, okay, that's, that's pretty good. It adapted my favorite thing about the Witcher games, which is that Geralt can form bonds with monsters and can show mercy. Uh, so I thought, like, okay, they, they picked up on the coolest part of that game. Um, mm-hmm. So in that way, it's a success. Uh, but as a battle... I'm not too into it. As a design, I love the Leshen. I like them in the uh I like them in the um the Witcher games as well, and also the Slavic mythology in which it's based, which is the Leshy. Um yeah, so it, it's interesting. Oh, sure. But the the armor is just it turns you into Geralt or Siri from The Witcher. That... Wait. Yeah. So it it is an armor you can put over your character and it'll automatically turn them into that. Okay. Because and also the person in this playthrough I'm watching is Geralt and I was like, do they do like a special thing where you play as Geralt? But no, they're just wearing the armor. Yeah, well if in multiplayer you yeah, you just have to wear the armor, but in single player you play as Geralt in the little story. Oh oh, that's what I'm watching then. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you're watching like Geralt falls through another portal, ends up in Monster Hunter World. Uh, saves a palico and a puke puke, and then leaves. Uh, hopefully, having be- having rescued the puke from the lesson and becoming good friends, and it giving him mm-hmm. like s- giving him like a little charm as a thank you. There's also uh, there's also the ancient lesson, which is I think even cooler looking. Yeah, the a- so very- the ancient lesson you fight in multiplayer, and the Ooh. regular lesson you only fight in single player. So I, I've never been a Witcher person. I tried The Witcher 2 and also the first game, and I never really got into them. Uh, does the Monster Hunter combat style, like, make sense to transfer over a little bit to The Witcher? Um, I mean, it, the Monster Hunter combat style is a lot more dynamic than The Witcher's. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think it makes as much sense as doing, like, the Final Fantasy collab. Uh, it yeah, it yeah. can work. I mean, I think the the thing about, like, uh, I will say for the record, I like Monster Hunter. I like The Witcher two. Mm-hmm. I don't like the others. Um, but the thing about The Witcher world, at least, is portrayed in those games. It is like there's a little more infrastructure, but Geralt's job is very much like a Monster Hunter. He goes around like he solves other problems too, but very often they're like, "Hey, our village is troubled mm-hmm. by a dragon," and he has to set up traps and eat things for buffs, and then go do a big boss fight against the dragon. And it's fitting that they do the Witcher collab in World, where tracking was such a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
so yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a, a, a mostly successful idea, other than just that the ancient Leshen fight is is kind of a pain, just because they really leaned into some of the gimmicks. But uh, this is also uh, significant because it is the first humanoid monster in Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about a lot. Like, how do we feel about that? It's very, I mean, it's very tall, but yeah, it, it's just a a big guy mm-hmm. or a big creature. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's a cool looking creature, so it's yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, but I, I, it's, I think it's kind of the behemoth here of like it's an interesting thing to try that level of collaboration, and it's something they haven't tried yet again uh, since. So, I mean, I think the ancient Leshen is a more interesting design than the behemoth. The behemoth, and you know, like listen, the behemoth, you know, is a very old design. I'm not really dunking on it for that. Um, it's just sort of the nature of, of uh, the beast. Uh, uh, Appearance-wise, um, I'd give it to the Ancient Leshen, and fight-wise, I'd give it to Behemoth. Okay, Be- yeah, Behemoth I agree. is a more fun fight. Just from what I've seen, I think I agree. I'm definitely a cut on the equipment. I don't think that's interesting. Enough. Unless you really, really love The Witcher and you want to play as Geralt or Ciri, I get it, but, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like you, you do that as layered armor, and then give me Witcher-inspired yeah. equipment for... You know. I'd agree with that. Um... As far as the lesson itself, I don't know. How do we feel? I, I'm, you know, I'm lukewarm on it. I think it's, I think it's interesting, and I, I like the design, but it doesn't necessarily hit the same highs for me as like great Monster Hunter designs do. Yeah, it's a soft keep for me. I think I'm, I think I'm a no. So okay, slice right. it. Well, yeah, it is a sliced and or diced. Uh. Onward to the Nier Gigante. Yes, nearly gigante. Yeah, the uh, the flagship monster of Monster Hunter World. Um, a very memorable fight, no matter how you cut it, and a really cool design. No matter how you cut it. Ah. Ah. <clears throat> but I don't think you're going to cut this one. I'm hoping you don't. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I love those really prominent horns. I love its body covered in spikes. Um... It is a monster that, as you are fighting it, you can really feel, like, the, the the body damage you can do to monsters in this game, where, like, the horns snap off and the different pieces. It fires the spikes out, and then it can regenerate them very quickly. Um, but the another cool thing about it, uh, and as you'll get into, I think, when you read some of the ecology stuff, is that it is a... It is an elder dragon that is... Most of the elder dragons are like, oh, it's kind of a natural disaster embodied in... Yeah. A dragon form, Nergigante is called the Extinction Dragon or the Eater of Elders because it preys on all of the other elder dragons, and be, and it's so the damage it does is driving elders into places they shouldn't be because they're trying to get away from Nergigante. Mm. A terrible elder dragon that appears when other elders are in the vicinity. Its penchant for destruction 
is well documented. Large elder dragons bristling with sharp spikes, single-minded and spreading destruction. So he's not he's not everybody's friend. He's not no. the rest of the dragon's friend. Okay. No, he he is a he's very scrappy. In fact, like you you often see him battling almost every other dragon. He's not terribly yeah. interested in the weaker monsters because he can't feed on their bio energy. Like it's too weak to really give him a proper meal. So he's always looking for like the the whatever the other strongest thing in the vicinity is. He's beelining toward it. <laughs> I like that. I love the attitude. Definitely. Is this a fairly early in the game fight, or where is this in the story of um, MHW? I would say it's, you, you first encounter one in the middle of the game. Like, when you first open the Elder's Recess, you can see one. Um, I see. There's also a really great thing where you can fight... Uh, when when uh, There's a there's an arena battle with Teostra and, Lun- and Lunastra having to come together to even manage to be around Nergigante. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... It's a very cool creature and like and the spikes grow out at like greater lengths over the course of the battle god and then yeah we get the iceborne variant the ruiner near gigante which holy crap that's from iceborne but wow jesus wow i want to give that guy a hug that's like that reminds me of this is a stupid 90s pull i guess but the there was a comic where there was like a vision of like if wolverine's bone growth got out of control and it looked gnarly Mm mm-hmm uh, kind of like that, only if it was all white, like fresh spikes. Yep. Uh, that's very much what you're dealing with here. Yeah, it's a, it's just a completely overgrown, out of control, um, Nergigante, uh, and it's one of the last challenges of world. I like it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nergigante overall. I think it's a really cool monster. I do love its attitude. Uh, in fact, the first time you see a Nergigante is when you're fighting a monster we'll talk about much later called the Zora Magdaros, which is like mm-hmm. a Godzilla-sized thing that you can't really fight and you just kind of climb around on because it's like a living mm-hmm. mountain. And Nergigante is trying to find ways to eat Zora Magdaros <laughs> despite it being so much larger than itself. So the first time you fight one is when it like ambushes you while it's also running around the skin of the uh, Zora. Nergigante is like the scrappy-doo of Monster Hunter monsters. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it only wants to fight other elder dragons and it, you if you happen to bother it. I love that. Um, Equipment wise, I actually think the master rank is where it falls down. I think the other stuff looks way cooler. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah the the V was that the V armor? I forget what um, uh, Greek character that is, but the third Nergante armor, the blackest one for high rank. Oh yeah, that's is that. I, I don't know. I don't know my, my Greek letters well enough. But yeah, I like I think the the male looks cool across the board. And I I think it's just kind of funny how the female is like and, you know, like we, we imitate like the coat of spikes and the shoulders of spikes and limbs. Oh, and I guess for the actual body, just give her a bikini. Yep. <laughs> which which doesn't which doesn't feel very Nergigante, this thing that's covered no. in spines. And yeah, it's like when uh, you have a. I, I am not uh I am not a high fashion person, but as an outsider, it's like when you have a fashion set that's inspired by this thing and you look at it and you'll be like, I I mean I guess, but like not really though, right, guys. <laughs> you say so. I do want to draw attention to some of the weapons. Yes. Um I, I, I like the hammer, especially the, the ruiner hammer, which is just covered in like these kind of broken and bent and weirdly shaped spikes. Ooh, that does look gnarly. And I also like uh. the uh, dual blades, which are claws. 
Yeah, they start out as just swords, and they become these just fucked up knife hands. Which which kind of fit which fits the Nergigante gimmick. Like a lot of the weapons go this way too, because the thing about Nergigante is it's constantly regenerating spines. So I, I like to think that the idea here is that your weapon is just growing spinier over time. Um, another thing about uh, Nergigante that's just a weird little biology fact: they reproduce asexually uh, through that that spinal regeneration. Like sometimes, sometimes mm. spikes will gain enough bioenergy from having eaten. Uh, other elders that they'll kind of outgrow into themselves into a new Nergigante. Whoa. I also like uh, the longsword because as it evolves, it gets a sheath that is like a like shoddy cast iron cage for the sword. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it looks a terrible. Very cool look. <laughs> I like it a lot. The second form that looks like a teeth sword or something is also great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good weapons. With World being a lot of people's first encounter with Monster Hunter, I, do, I really do think Nergigante was kind of the perfect monster to uh, throw in as like, this is one of the big in-game challenges. Uh, I mm-hmm. I remember this thing whipping my ass for a while uh, and like having to learn like the Superman dive mechanics and stuff where you have like invuln frames and things because... Uh, it would like it would do these like Superman punch or like diving attacks at you, that like and it, and when it would do its dive, it would also fire its spikes in all directions. So if you didn't dive with iframes, you would just get killed instantly. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a fun fight. It's a cool monster. Uh, it plays a really entertaining role in the story, and I just love that it is a monster that preys on its own kind, like it specifically on other elders. It's a monster that challenges them and lives for that specific purpose, battle, and uh, food source. Yeah, the uh, theme you heard at the start of our discussing this one is called Even Elder Dragons Tremble. <laughs> uh, that's New Gigante's theme. Uh, yeah, this guy's a winner. I'm here for this it. This guy makes me want to play Elden Ring again, because remember the grafted great blades of great sword in that game? The one that's like the Game of Thrones yeah. sword of swords? It looks like mm-hmm. that would come from this guy. <laughs> like, he's actually the swords. And I think they buffed that thing again because they it was so shitty and they mm. just kept buffing it and it was still shitty. But I think it might actually be good. Because you get it, you get it early and it's such a high strength requirement that you can't even use it. And by the time you do, you have better stuff. Yeah. When are we gonna get the Monster Hunter from Soft collab? I'm waiting. Oh. We got The Witcher. We got Final oh. Fantasy. It can happen. That's a good idea. The thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they like FromSoft likes doing collabs. I, Otherwise, I'd that's, I'd be that's true. You know. That's true hype for it but like i mean what would you just like imagine doing a hunt and it's like you're like these tracks and then it's ornstein and smog <laughs> oh you can, you're you're your palico can dress like a little two foot tall patches now <laughs> has a chance to betray you oh small percent chance uh sorry just a friend of mine recently got two cats and named them ornstein and smo and uh just imagine two little kitty cats named after those motherfuckers. It's beautiful. Also, I, I miss I Elden Ring. <laughs> That's all. That was my FromSoft uh, corner. <laughs> Nergigante stays. FromSoft yeah, corner. Yeah, Nergigante's a keep. All right. It's on for another ice friend. It's, though not ice and elements, it's the Paolumu. Yes. Let's talk about the Paolumu. <laughs>
friend. It is a friend. It's it, it is a friend-shaped monster. Wait, uh, really? It's truly friend-shaped. It's fantastic. Uh, in fact, if you can find the uh, its introduction video, I'd recommend that because it starts out kind of squirrel-shaped. <gasps> Baby! It, it has a really smug face, uh, and it, it it like when it's uh, threatened, it will inflate itself into a ball like that through a I, uh, through a collar around its neck. I do the same thing when I feel threatened. So it'll 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 inflate itself into a ball and then just smash into you at a high speed. <laughs> what? What is this? Is that around. orb stuff? That's that's its body. That's not yeah. like just for yeah. That's that. Oh no! It just puffs up. Yeah, it puffs yeah. up. It just inflates itself. <laughs> it screams and it fucking deflates. That's great. Yep. He. Yeah. It's it's a real cute monster. I'm a big fan. Fun little dude. There's also the uh, the nightshade Paolumu variant, which has some eye spots that it adds to it, sort of as a intimidation gesture when it inflates itself. You can see these really cool looking eye spots, and uh, it can put you to sleep. And which makes it more adva advantageous because if you're asleep, then it can fly, puff up, and then smash into you more easily. Sorry. Six, I initially just read the caption. I didn't see that you put a picture with it. Six wrote to us, me when I realized I have to walk to the store in the snow and then send a picture of the hunter in the Paolumu armor, which is... With, with it, like, for... I've seen a lot of this pose because it's just the preview armor from Monster Hunter World, but they happen to catch it with their fight mm -hmm. face looking really crestfallen. Ugh, <laughs> like, uh, I guess. Whatever. Well, and, and Six, I know you're a big fan of the, um... Of the, uh... Oh, gosh. What is our rabbit friend's name? Why am I blanking on that right now? I don't know. I, I, I know the one you mean. Legambi, yes. yes. I know you're a big fan of the Legambi armors. And I feel like this is kind yeah. of a this is kind of like an evolutionary branch from the Legambi armor style. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, listen, you just, you just get some good fur, furry, furry, warm clothes. Mm -hmm. It's great. And you can also get a little admiral's hat out of it if you want. Yeah. Oh, captain, yeah. my captain. Mm-hmm. Or you know, listen, maybe uh, maybe you're going through your goth phase, and you're like, I've got to go to school, and it's cold outside, but I want everybody to know I'm just a little twisted. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's the nightshade variant. I'm just so, a little fucked up. It's so gothy. Can she see? Of course. Can't you see the eyes on the hood? <laughs> she see really well. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, I had I, I had bangs uh, that were really long and down to my nose in high school, and I could see through what? it. And people used to ask me every day, "Can you see?" I see. So, yep. So yeah, no. I you know we all went through our little high school goth phases. I think, and that's fair. Nightshade. <laughs> Six is goth, uh, goth face that they carried a bat around. <laughs> Wait, it no, was I always a wrench. I, it was a big monkey wrench. I always forget what it was, and it's always funnier than what I think it is. It's a wrench. <laughs> yeah, I just had a wrench in my backpack for most of uh, junior and senior year of high school, just in case. <laughs> my, my strategy genuinely was like, one day in lunch. At lunch, uh, I picked a table with my friends that was that was in good view, and I opened up my backpack to get something else and made sure you could see the wrench, and and I didn't have any trouble then after. It was great. I feel like you live your People life in a roadhouse. It's not interesting to lift. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that no one was going to mess with me anyway? Mm -hmm. Who cares? I was a dramatic kid. Hell yeah! Hey, it, drama works as a defense strategy. You're living proof. Super. It really does.
I mean, I'm not even going to read anything cruel into that. Oh. Uh, there, rude. Uh, no, there wasn't anything. <laughs> fully, fully a compliment. Yeah, no, I, I don't work that way. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, the Palumu rules. We are keeping this in the armor, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's okay. it, it, that's just an easy, like, you don't even have to say a lot about the Palumo. Just watch it turn into a weird balloon bat and enjoy your Fucked life. Fucked up little dude. Yeah. I always felt bad fighting it. That's okay. Which was too bad because I wanted its equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, can we work something out here? Like Geralt did with the Pookie Pookie, our next monster. is a charmer i love puke puke i feel like there's there's like oversize uh kulu yaku vibes here a little bit of like big goober <laughs> yeah so it's just like like chameleon frog bird uh like the big doofy looking eyes of a chameleon sort of green color scheme some feathers, a big frog tongue that can also swell up to just be a big poison swollen thing because it 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 makes poison and shoots poison from its it's mostly its uh, tail, but sometimes its mouth too. It spits and it. that really weird tail too, with the bulbous end mm-hmm. and the kind of accordion like tubes. It's it's semi perfect cell from Dragon Ball. It, very oh my much. God. Six. When you're right, you're right, and this time mm-hmm. you might be a little bit right. Uh, they also they also wanted its uh, its feathering to kind of resemble flowers. Mmm, that's nice. Uh, a bird wyvern known to possess poisonous toxins in its body. It's been spotted storing scatter nuts in its mouth or tail, coating them with poison, and spitting them out at threats. Big tongue. This isn't the first big tongue, is it? No, there's also I mean there's there's another chameleon monster with chameleos. But uh, mm-hmm. they, but they're they're fairly different. Although they are both poisonous. Monofsky, mm-hmm. we got a pit. We have to choose. If they're too close to each other, then we have. They're to not. Choose. They're believe me. They're not too close. Okay, <laughs> I just looked at the. Yeah, right. I looked at the. They other they, one. they fill very different niches. Uh, but they are both yeah. goofy boys, and I love them. I feel like it's world re- like on the page it shows its rise render, and I feel like it's world render shows its personality a little better to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've shared that. Do you think there's a chance that the Tail is actually based on cell because that's the first thing I remember thinking of. Also, oh, there's a chance. Oh, uh, I want you to go look at the concept art section in the gallery. Uh, there's one where they show three different ones, mm. and so they just like a chameleon. They they had they had kind of worked around the idea of having puke puke be mood based. Oh, uh, so so like you you could tell like that withered one at the bottom is like if it got bullied by an anginath before you got there, Aww. or uh, the top one is like if it was bullying monsters weaker than itself and really feeling itself. Like, like if it was yeah more full of itself kind of yeah so like you, you like it would be like a mood ring just seeing uh, the different ways it could turn out. I love them. 
<laughs> I also I also like that it is a monster that um, it only reason it's poisonous is because it eats poisonous mushrooms all the time. So it's mm-hmm. just it's just excreting like it's it's diet wastes. But as part of that, it can eat other things and imbue its poison with other elements, which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Don't let that happen. Yeah, don't let that happen to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good expression there from from old Pookie. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. We're seeing a screenshot of a very goobery face with it drooling. <laughs> You're thirsty in the morning. You haven't had anything to drink. You're so no water in the house. God damn it. I, I, I really love Puke, especially in World, because it comes very early in the game and it's easily the most colorful and like bizarre looking creature you come up to, to at that point. Um, and it's just got such a charming personality. Like it's... There's just a lot to it and the way it moves around. It's it doesn't get to stand out quite as much in Rise, um, but I do I personally consider Puke one of the iconic monsters of world. Uh just design wise. I really love looking at this weird thing and it's it's rosy cheeks and crest. I also like the way its armor evolves from being Owlman from Watchmen into being Robin Hood. So I, I said Owlman from Watchmen. Sorry, go ahead. So there, yeah. there's two things that its armor always reminds me of. Um, the regular armor kind of reminds me of uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind and the stuff they wear in the, like, spore forests. Sure. And oh, then, okay. I can see that. And then the later uh, Master Rank armors for Puke very much feel like if you wanted to cosplay uh, either, you know, Bloodborne or uh, Brotherhood of the mm-hmm. Wolf with those tri-corner hats. Yeah. So and the and like the high like like mouth covering collar thing mm-hmm. that they do in Bloodborne. Yep. Yeah. So I I think it's a really cool armor set. I'm I'm a fan. The male and female are very similar, which is kind of nice for a change. Except the female has the more extended collar. Mm-hmm. I'm into this across the board. Yep. Yeah. Puke Puke is a keep. It also does have a variant called the Coral Puke Puke, which is colorful in a different way and uh, sprays uh, like a fire hose amount of water from its tail. It's a fun fight, as I Water, recall. Huh? Yeah, they they went a completely different way with Coral Puke. Wow! Yeah, I love it. I want this like a poster of this on my wall. This is my aesthetic right here. Iceborne, eh? Iceborne. Mm. Good game. Well, we'll I, I'm sure we will talk about that at some point in the not too distant future. Yeah. Unless. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess. I guess that's just that's just to keep on. Let's keep on all oh, across all, the board. Puke Puke. Yeah, old Pukey's got nothing wrong that I can see at least. Uh, that, t- that tail annoys me when I fight it in Rise, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. This is not the weirdest looking monster we've got coming up, but I think this was the first time in World where I said, "What the fuck am I looking at?" Oh yeah, yeah. It's the Rodabon. It's Sonic the Hedgehog as bones. Uh oh. Uh-huh. the speed of bones 
He just curls up into a ball and rolls around, and that's why you re that's the moment you realize that the entire upper level of the area is shaped like a series of like ramps. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, they they introduced Radabon because they really wanted you to have to explore the Rotten Vale to the fullest. Uh, as a map, and oh yeah, you have to follow that God. thing around. And I love the idea of it kind of just having this kind of tar-like covering that's just pulling all of the bones that are in this essentially monster crypt uh, onto its body. Mm -hmm. Also, really fun to fight graphically, because you are breaking away so many of those bones as you fight it, and it's it really shows off, like, the, uh, you know, just sort of the how far they had come as far as, like, graphically showing monster damage. I also really love, as this is, might be my favorite armor we've seen today, um, I love the dedication to not showing a single centimeter of skin. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, You're just encased in bone. Mm -hmm. Let me take a peek. With, and often with, like, Whoa. cat ears. <laughs> Whoa! <so> <laughs> You're sealed! That's a spacesuit, my guy! Yeah, no, it, it almost, like, it's almost, like, cat-eared, like, Samus and Master Chief, <laughs> like, in a way. Yeah, totally, totally. Or, like, like oh, this is, uh, man, I loved this when they added this, that, like, that season they had that event in Halo Infinite where you could get this stuff. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely, yeah, like, the Master Rank one is one million percent a Halo Infinite special armor. That's nuts. I love that so much. <laughs> That's really good. Every version I, of this is good. Not a ton left to say about Radabon. I just think it's another easy keep. Like, it's an entertaining monster. It looks cool, and it gives you cool armor. What more could you want? God damn. Gross. I like it when you when it gets away, and then you catch it, like, digging in piles of bones to try and rebuild its armor. Yep. That's fun. <laughs> and then you kill it amongst its pile of bones in its rest, final resting spot. And, it, and then beautiful. it, too, becomes another Radabon's bones. Exactly. Oh, my God. The circle beautiful. of life. Don't get me emotional. Us all. Oh, did we? Let's see. Where's where's the where's the line? Where's the line? Okay, a gigantic brute wyvern that eats the bones of carcasses found in the rotten vale. Yeah. Using some of it as armor, it also rolls into a ball as a form of attack and transportation. It is Sonic. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, it really just does spin ball all over the place. That's what it does. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, pal. Now for a, a, a pretty graceful friend, mm -hmm. um, the Toby... Oh, wait, yeah, that's right, the Toby Kadachi. Yep. this one you've definitely fought this one yeah, it, yeah. it's an it's yeah. an early game creature uh it uh, i especially like it in world because they really focus on it's kind of flying squirrel nature because mm -hmm. it has those membranes where it can hover and drift and kind of float along like a flying squirrel um and it jumps from tree to tree like they really wanted the toby kadachi to show you the upper parts of the ancient forest map and that's typically where you would fight it uh it's got it's got some lightning powers. It can paralyze you a little bit, but more than anything, I just think it's a really pretty, elegant design. 
it really likes picking oh. fights in places where there's not a lot of freaking room. Yes. Um, which is not my favorite thing about yeah. it. Yeah. But its animations are so killer. Mm -hmm. Literally, I die to them often. Uh, yeah, it does. It does that move where you see it like it it like jumps and then it like like slither snakes as it pops its wing up and then spins and slams the tail down. And that's uh, that's rough in your life. My friends who are new to Monster Hunter and who have since since given up on the game uh, did not like this fight. I liked it very very much. <laughs> I liked it more in World. Yeah. In Rise, I think it's a little more difficult in a way that I think is kind of frustrating. Yep. Hmm. I think I agree. Because it comes later in the progression in Rise, and it's like a meaner version of this thing is is. I found it's a little too fast for for me. So is it electric or what's what's its like element? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, something totally. about thunder. Yeah. I don't know what Kadachi means or Kagachi in the case of the Japanese, but that name suggests like crackling lightning to me. Kadachi, you know. Uh, hmm. So I, I hear it and I immediately think like lightning lizard. The name is evocative to me. I like well, that mission accomplished. Then. Also, there's the there's the Iceborne variant Viper Toby Kadachi, which uh, is a different color, but also has tons of status effects. Uh, it Ooh. not only has poison, it has a deeper level of poison, the noxious poison or venom. It, it also oh. has, uh, and it also inflicts paralysis, so it severely poisons and paralyzes you with its bite. Great. Yep. I love it's, that. It, Thanks. It's a lot. Thanks, friends. It's a lot. But yeah, let's look at that equipment. Yeah, I. Uh, it does. You have the thing with this equipment where it has like the tiny little narrow like cadet hats, <laughs> um, and then you start to get to like you know Lagombi Pelomu territory and master rank, which I think looks good, but it isn't as original. Yeah. But you didn't have Lagombi in world, so I think this was kind of your stand-in. This in Palumu. True. Sure. True. true. I mean, it's a double-breasted coat. You gotta love that. Yep. I respect double-breasted coat, especially for the. Um, the transmogrification potential. Mm -hmm. uh, weapons, I think, much less remarkable. Um, I could, I could be a no on the armor, but I would like to keep the Kadachi itself. I, I think agree. that's fair. Mm -hmm. Firm no, not firm no, but a, a no on the weapons. Yeah, it's not very interesting, unfortunately. Dude, oh, the bow is fine. It's fuzzy. It looks like something out of Horizon Zero Dawn. That's all I got. That's mean of you. That's a rude thing to say. I know. Uh, the Zitsi Yaku. It's another Yaku. Zitsi is interesting. Flashbang ears. That's yeah. It, on the ceiling, if you want me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, I guess I realized the rhythm I was doing. When, yeah, when it's when when yeah. So to describe it to anybody who hasn't seen it, um, it's what if a lizard had eyebrows like the monarch from the Venture Brothers. Um, and then those eyebrows could lift out like a Dilophosaurus and blind you with a flash of light. That's that's Zizi's whole gimmick is just 
you have to turn your character and your camera away, because if you see the flash, your character is temporarily blinded. It's a choice. It's a choice. I like that it can do that, mm -hmm. right? I think that's a fun element to the fight. Um, I don't think it or its armor are cool. I think it's expressions. I want to read this bit to you real quick from the biology book, because it's, it's one of the few times I've seen in this book where they, they kind of recognize uh, something that they didn't design right. Okay. Okay. Uh, we wanted Zitsuyaku to be grounded to be a grounded monster. That goes for its flash too, which is different from past iterations because it doesn't affect the entire field uh, like some previous monsters who've done did. We made it possible for players to identify safe areas because the zone in front of the ear flap lights up while everything behind the monster is safe. We added shells to its nest that were supposed to amplify the flash's effect, so it's a challenge if you fight on its home turf. Unfortunately, it was way too late when we realized that by the time most players let Zitsuyaku retreat that far, its ear flaps had already been destroyed and broken by players. That was a big miscalculation on our part. So they worked really hard to implement a feature that nobody got to see because you beat its ass by the time it got there. Yeah. That's too bad. That's a cool idea, but... Yeah, no. If, if it's going if it's going home, it's because it's not doing so good. Yep. But yeah, it's a it's you know I I think it's an it, it looks neat, but I, it's not a monster I feel too strongly about because it's it's definitely not my favorite of the yakus, and it's it's just kind of a nuisance. I do enjoy how weird, however, the equipment headpieces are. <laughs> I like the male nose thing. <laughs> the, yeah, like the, the, the mustache out of its eyebrows. <laughs> totally. And then the female one has, like, horns out of them. Um, she looks like she has a prop arrow through her head. Like, you know, the joke arrows. She, she kind of does. But otherwise, <laughs> its equipment is pretty dull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a no all around. That's I, I, I think the Kuliaku is more fun and unique, believe it or not. They just... Tried that oh, yeah. again. Oh yeah, the the Kuliaku rules. Yeah, the Kuliaku is one of the an, best designs. Yeah, it's an icon. We love. We all love the Kuliaku. Everyone agrees. Um, How are you going to sell like sell this new monster who's the weakest in its tier as being threatening if you don't have a Kuliaku in its introduction being scared? <laughs> That's what they're there for. They're jobbers. Uh, okay, now we're getting into some Elder Dragon ter territory again with the Valhazak. Yeah, I, I really want to. I want to talk about this one badly, and I'm glad we got to it today. Whoa! It doesn't seem like it'd be able to fly. Those wings are in rough shape. Oh, and it it, it doesn't really. Um, yeah, it is. It is a rotting Ooh, zo okay. zombie oh. elder. Yeah, oh, fuck. see, I I was looking at the small version of this, and I pulled it up, but the face is wow. a lot to look at. That's wow. The, stri okay. the, the strips of flesh hanging from it. Oh, yeah, you're looking at the uh, the, the subspecies, black the black veil. Yeah. Where it's covered in mold. Ugh. I love it. I, I I have a healthy respect, but I 
<laughs> would like to back away from my computer. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> I I love the Valhazak. Um, it, it is a monster that is very special to me, and I think my relationship to Monster Hunter for a few reasons that we'll get into. But I but first, I really want to talk to, about that design. Yeah, as, as you say, it is the most revolting looking thing. It is just covered in strips of flesh that are barely clinging on. Its jaws are becoming unhinged, presumably because like you know it's losing musculature there. Uh, it's yeah, it's just it's so grotesque looking, and it is the apex creature of the Rotten Vale. Uh, it exists in that world, and it, its gimmick is something called effluvium. Uh, it's the only monster that has this thing, but effluvium essentially is essentially a I don't even know how to it. It's like it's spores that it disperses all over its environment, um, and these spores break down things so that it can eat things by inhaling them. So it turns everything around it into particles, like all the decay around it becomes particles that like just get reabsorbed into its flesh to keep it alive. Uh, the effect it has on hunters is it immediately like severely nerfs your life bar. Like oh. you can't you can't recover the damage except for like specific things that can be done. Um, so yeah, it, it is a zombie dragon that essentially gives you a plague, and. Uh, Vol hits like a truck. So losing any of your health and then getting hit by this thing is a nightmare. Uh, another thing I really, really, really have to praise about Vol is the sound design on this monster is amazing. All yeah. of its roars and grunts and moans are just, it is the most pitiful, awful, horrible sounding thing. Like, And, you know, the, the Rotten Vale is a nightmare zone. It's just, you know, a festering world made of nothing but the bodies of dead monsters and just so crawling around in that space and then hearing the vols like pitiful howl is like it sounds like its vocal cords are rotting away it's just really like this is like if if fromsoft was going to take anything from monster hunter it would be vol i also think one thing, like a detail that I'm seeing here on on these uh, Monster Hunter wiki pages that I just love, is like this is you know the final boss of the Rotting Vale, which is a place full of fucked up scary monsters, right? And it's ridiculously powerful. It has these fucked up abilities with the with the effluvium, and it doesn't aggro to you. It, it doesn't does care about thing. you unless you start the fight. Yep. Even during yeah. the fight, it just keeps going on its own. It never like focuses you. That's weird and scary. But it will fuck you up if you bother it. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it it, it is a truly unique creature, and I I it's probably it may be my favorite elder dragon. It's just such a strange thing to come across. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because Valzak was the monster that really taught me how I like playing Monster Hunter. Like oh. I, you know, I'd I'd always enjoyed. Uh, being a hunting horn player, that was the weapon I was drawn to at first. But Val made me really appreciate uh, the teamwork aspects and the things that I could uniquely contribute as a support player, because um, I unlocked the uh, the Teostra hunting horn in World, and it's called the Teostra's Orphe, which is a reference to Orpheus, uh, and that seems specifically designed to uh, go after Valhazak because. What one of that horn's powers was that it could negate effluvium's effects. 
So man, that's big. So yeah, so it, it could negate the plague, and it made it made Val a much more reasonable fight. And so I ended up like getting really into just joining random battles with parties of people I didn't know and helping them clear that fight. Um, and I just did it over and over and over again to the point where like I felt like an exorcist, like a Vol specialist. Like I, I, I felt like that thing's Van Helsing, mm-hmm. you know. And it and it was it, it that made it really fun for me. So I fought dozens of Vols just because I enjoyed that. Like I could contribute something to people I didn't know and boost other parties up to get to the point beyond it, which was really hard to do. Uh, so yeah, that, that just taught me like a really fun way to appreciate playing with even people who weren't already friends. Um, I posted the monster hunter world uh, icon for Val, which is such a, and it looks like, it looks like you're looking at like a, a like a fabric, like kite that's been shredded, mm-hmm. but that's it's, fucking skin yep it's just it's skin it's barely rough. clinging to it there's also the uh the valhazak plush which i'm looking for desperately because it's hard to find now uh but like they, they have like felt fabric hanging like that from it and it's so cool <laughs> minuski what i love about that story is like not enough games have this you know especially monster hunter because it's it's in theory every weapon class is supposed to be like you know something you could solo monsters with um, but to really have somebody who's so specially tuned to a certain fight is, like, really fun and engaging because, like you said, it makes you this kind of, like, swordsman for hire or hunting horn for hire specifically to fight Valhazak mm-hmm. for any weary adventurers. Um, I love that. I wish that they would do more, like, really specific buffs like that. And I and I hope that that is something they look into because, yeah, that for me, that was just so much fun. Like, I had my set that was saved just for, like, you know what? Today I just want to do some Vol fights and help strangers. Uh, you know, so yeah, uh, uh, more specialization in that way, please. Like, give and let let different weapons have that experience. Because for me, that was like the transcendent moment of world where I'm like, you know what, I might play this series forever. Yeah, and that was something I got a little bit in in world, but I don't feel like I get that much anymore in Rise because uh, I I have two weapons that I use. I use longsword, which you know you're always just a longsword person. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> you're not special. <laughs> get in line with all the other longsword people but then my second weapon is insect glaive and in world it was like you had a lot of utility because you were the best person for like like toppling yes right yes absolutely and now everybody does that right Right. now it's not special anymore because insect glaive was so like air mobile and like basically there was this thing in world where it was like attacks done from a certain like height above the monster trigger like can trigger like you getting on their back and hitting them until they fall down Mm -hmm. and so you had that utility and as you say now anyone can do it it doesn't matter we could talk more for hours or whatever about how the 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 gaming trend of like making rpg characters all vaguely similar and getting rid of specializations like that and how that we kind of lament that but uh, I, I, w- I will say, though, I, I have doubts that things like Wyvern writing will come back after Rise. I think that might be, like, the Rise mechanic and, hmm. and uh, like, wire bugs and stuff. Like, I'll, I'm very curious to see if that even appears and what happens after Sunbreak at all. Uh, time will tell. I think it would be cool if, like, one or two weapon classes could do that. Yeah, like, make those stand out in some way. Yeah. Let, uh, let, I, that, let that be the Glaives thing again, honestly. Totally. I, I really want to pivot to talk about this armor because, oh, yes. my God. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Top to bottom, the high rank looks like the Jailer. I feel like his name is the Jailer, and her name is the Motherfucker. 
It's yeah. <laughs> not a very nice name. Look, even the the beta armor, she's mourning. Yeah. Aww. There's the funeral hat. Yeah. And she's got a bird's nest on top of there for some reason. And I, <laughs> and I like the alpha armor too because, like, for the female, because it like it has the like kind of that strip of flesh look to it, where it's covering yeah. the one mm-hmm. eye just unevenly. Yep. Love, love, love that asynchronicity of that. And then the master rank armor like looks like a necromancer. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, it's it's you've got skeleton king on one hand, and then the other hand you just have like corpse bride. You know, like, yeah, it's really good. My like goth cousin, who every Halloween she always posts like couples goals, and it's like Jack Skellington and, and the Sally. I'm gonna send her this. <laughs> it's <laughs> couples it's goals. me and the dead body I just shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to send her this and be like, is this couple's goals? <laughs> skeleton man and skeleton queen? I think it is. I also uh, really like the look of the Valhazak greatsword, specifically the middle one, the Leviathan's Fury, or, uh, because I like I like the, the strips of flesh banded all around it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's like something out of Berserk. Uh, Vol was, Black Veil Valhazak was also the monster that they used in the Resident Evil collabs. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. A man, I, I understand, but because you don't know, you could always have the resources to make a new one. But if you're going to do like, and I know this isn't for main Monster Hunter, this is for the mobile game and stuff. But if you're going to do like, like, you know, third angel, you know, whatever, like, like Diabolos or whatever, give me Nemesis Valhazak. I agree. <laughs> That'd be great. Mr. X Valhazak. <laughs> Make it the first Monster Hunter monster to just say words during the fight when it just goes, like, you get it to half health and it goes, stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, real a real winner. No question. I'm, a, um, I'm also sending the Black Veil of all Hazak um, uh, concept art where you can really see the mold starting ooh, to form on it. Stinky boy. And... And and Black Veil is special because it could wander the it could wander outside of the uh, the Rotten Veil like that's one that found its way into the ancient forest and started attracting all of the molds there. <laughs> huh. Yeah, very interesting monster. Oh. But to me, this is a one hundred percent keep. I, I there's one monster every episode I say that I love, but Valhazak for me in World is that monster. Yeah, I just kind of filled it in. I didn't really ask. So I didn't <laughs> see the point in asking. Nope. Um. We got two left for world. Yeah, let's do let's um, do those and then save Iceborne for later. Yeah, let's talk about the Xeno Jiva. was the 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 main boss of world and yet i've never seen it before well i I will say monster hunter is pretty good about that like they never put the bosses in their advertising that's good so like that that is supposed to be like a surprise for you unfortunately we now exist in the youtube era where people just put them in the thumbnail of their video on day one Mm -hmm. but um 
yeah, no, Xenojiva, uh, I want you to bring your attention to its eyes. Yeah. Which it's one? Got, yeah, exactly. Eyes one through eight. Yeah, Xenojiva is kind of a, it's an alien-looking dragon. Extremely alien-looking, and you fight it in a, like, crystal nesting place, where, like, it's yeah. essentially being born and gathering energy. All the screenshots in the gallery are just really striking. The fight is really striking. All of its, like, appendages are glowing. Mm -hmm. And kind of like translucent. The... Oh, it's like the last boss of Elden Ring. Sorry, I really want to replay Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, no, when I played Elden Ring, I thought, like, oh, this is like Xenojiva. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in, in these types of games is when, like, the second to last boss is your typical, like, giant evil dark monster. Or, like, in the case of Elden Ring, a dude. And then your last boss is a fucked up alien beyond comprehension. This is great. I'm watching oh, the fight right now. Oh, the armor is. I want to wear this. <laughs> oh no! Wow! Oh no! It can't be that good. It's wild. You'll never have swag. It scrolls down to the armor. Oh, the cloak! Not the cloak. It's so good. It's like it's just like tattered cloth, like glowing look and it's i also i love for us for for alan and i here just this teaser of noting that uh upon maturing xenojiva will turn into a safajiva which we won't talk about today and we won't get to see that's right yeah that that, yeah, that is a that was one of the final things in iceborne so and we will Exciting. get to it at some point did you send what us is the this picture you've posted that is the palico <laughs> that's so good <laughs> <laughs> evil corpse devil <laughs> yeah it's it's something wow. robotic about it too. It's something very robotic and gross and spooky. Is that that? Is that an evil red eye that I'm seeing? Of course. Love that. Yeah, sure. Good, good for her, honestly. But yeah, uh, the, the the armors are very cool. It's a little hard to see in the images, but I think that the male alpha armor has even like glowing shoulders. Yes, there are little is... there are little glowing details on the armors. Oh my god, and the weapons all have the glow too. Look at the hammer. Are you joking right now? Oh yeah. Yeah, this is I mean, this, this is the final challenge cool. of the base game, so you've got to make it look cool. Yeah, you do. Oh heavens. Six, we're gonna go have to play a lot of <laughs> <laughs> It's time for world to come back. Yeah. You say this all the time and then you never message me about <laughs> it. And I also want to play Resident Evil Six with you and you never message me about that, and that literally has your name in it. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Oh, okay, fair enough. We actually had this conversation. I should have said, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> eye for an eye. A monster for a monster. Uh, yeah, this is cool. We like this. We do? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I was like, it's so amazing. I'm Cut it. Not sure about Zora Magdaros, actually. So, so Zora Magdaros is kind of the mid-boss of the game, and it's not even really a fight. Are you saying, like, MJF-wise, like, the Midwest is mid? 
Or are you saying... <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I, I would say it in both ways. It's the middle of the game. The, the problem with Zora is it's a cool idea. Okay. Like it is, yeah. it is a truly massive monster. It's the it's the moving mountain you first meet um, Nergigante on. The, the problem with Zora is that you can't really fight it. So like it's just kind of a raid boss where you like load cannonballs yeah. into a and into uh, some cannons and fire it at it until it goes away. Oh, I did this fight. This is one of the last fights yeah. we did. This fight fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, it's and you do it again later. Yeah, it's like it is like one of those like boss fights uh yeah again doing the mmo thing because alan and i are like this sorry um but it's one of those boss fights where it's like oh you don't actually ever fight the thing you just walk around and use interactables it's like when in lich king they did vehicles a lot and it's like okay i guess for this whole fight i'm in a fucking vehicle whatever and it's 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 one of the largest monsters so that's that's neat but like you know and i i like looking at it a little bit but as a fight it's just not entertaining at all and i don't like its gear nope it's the, it's kind of doing that Iron Man thing again. The f- yeah, it's like it's doing like an Iron Man or like any of the like Rathalos, but like it's sort of darker colored now. Where it's like, oh look, it's armor. Even the Master Rank, it's not even that cooler. It's just grayer. What? No, come on, guys. I, no. I do like its icon, uh, which looks like it's peeking around a volcano until you realize that it is the volcano. Wait, but, <laughs> do we have this icon somewhere? Hold on. Yeah, it's it's in the gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it real quick. It is, oh! it is cute. <laughs> like, hello! Just kidding, that's me! <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's novel to have a monster you can walk around on and, like, uh, you know, pull out your pickaxe and mine ore from, but... It's so annoying in practice. I'm watching the fight again and I'm getting angry. It's Yep, it's annoying in practice. <laughs> so, cool, cool look, uh, but lame implementation. And you also spend half, like, not half the game, this is extremely hyperbolic, but I don't care, half the game doing quests where it's like, oh, Zora Magdaros pooped over here, it, help us get there no, and it, take a piece. It very much is like that. Yeah, no, because it's, because all the other monsters seem to be following Zora to something, mm. which you don't know until later. Uh, it does. It is It is funny that it lists uh, related monsters Lao Shen Lung which is the giant monster from the first game that I'm sure you talked about way, way, way long ago uh, that mm-hmm. was also a very slow-moving monster that you had to hit with cannonballs. But I actually think, and maybe this is going to be heretical to somebody out there, that Lao is a more fun version of this, despite uh, the restrictions and the difficulties of its era. Oops. Uh, as a person who doesn't, who did never do the fight, I agree with you. We also, right. we uh, also <laughs> cut the Lao Shenlong. Sorry. Oops, I'm sorry. Did yeah. we? No, it's, I, uh, I, I think that's okay. Okay. Uh, Lao La- uh, doesn't Hel- do much other than be tall and walk slow, so. Uh, checking the Lao Shanlung again, uh, it is, con- quote, uh, quote from the wiki, it is confirmed that Lao Shanlung is related to Zora Magdaros. Yep. Oh, okay. They're cousins, yeah. They're just, they're just both known for being really tall. That's fair. So, so I, I say with my five foot ten voice just booming through the space. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm not gonna jump to Zora's defense. No, no, Zeno Jiva, right. I'll fight anyone to the death if they try to mess with my friend. But Zora, bleh, even if the design was cool, the fight is annoying enough to make me not want to keep it. I, I feel like I spoke uh, passionately enough about Val Hazak not to have to defend anybody that came after. That so. was I, maybe it's just because I was like deep listening to you or whatever. But like that was a beautiful little monologue you did there, and I hope people enjoyed that. That was great about the Val Hazak. Yeah, 
Come back, Vol. I miss you. When will Val Hazak come back from the war? They the Rotten Veil. They did so many. That's what I'm learning this week is they did so many creative things with the concepts around the Rotten Veil, and it's like yeah. do mm-hmm. more of that. I mean, do that again. Yeah, you get Radaban and a Dogaran and <laughs> Val Hazak down there, and yeah, that's one of my favorite maps in the entire series for that reason. Yeah. So yeah, more of that, please. And with that, we have wrapped up world, and we'll have to reconvene later for Iceborne. Yeah, we have uh, we have six designs from Iceborne, so that wouldn't be another single pod. It'd even be a short single pod. We might end up dipping into Rise. We'll see. I guess we could do a couple of Rise, but we'd have to stop at a certain point because there's one that we need a certain there's guest. There's a special guy sure. that's going to require additional help. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think I think we could just do a mini pod at some point on uh, the the uh, the Iceborne designs, and that way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're when you're doing Pokemon filler, you can just call me in, and we'll do it. It makes it easier uh, naming things because anyone who who hasn't noticed uh, the naming scheme for these episodes has been disastrous. <laughs> yeah, it was easier when it was just numbered of number of Pokemon instead of being like. Pokemon instead of being Monster Hunter Portable Third Part Three, comma <laughs> like Monster Hunter Unite Part One. That's uh, and also uh, you know we're excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and we're gonna play. We're gonna have our thoughts on it. At least six and I. Uh, it's not gonna take us multiple weeks. They don't. They're not adding that many new, brand new Pokemon. Um, so we'll get through it probably pretty quickly. And one more note, just for everyone at home. One note. Um. When we made the decision to switch to, and I, I might have to edit this out. I should have. I met. I kept meaning to talk to Alan about this. And I never I'm did. Alan. So I'm doing this to Alan live on air. Good. Um, when we made the decision to start the Hunters Quorum, it was a it was a decision we both were like, no, this is a cool idea, right? Um, and we really want to talk about these designs and have a different approach. And we're really lucky. We've had some guests, and it even a uh, you know semi semi permanent guest host in Minofsky here offering so much expertise and and you know perspective um but the show was originally called the Johto Quorum mm-hmm. and then we did the Hunters Quorum and we did another quorum for one episode with Tam Tam and we might sometime do other monsters and it has done this thing where it's really obnoxious and hard to find this on <laughs> podcast services so we probably need to come with come up with a unified name for the whole thing at some point Mm. yeah so that anyone can find it i finally it is on services as the johto quorum and the hunters quorum with a little and symbol it's very messy because i got so many people who are like hey i can't find the hunters quorum i'm searching for it and i'm like ah shit so this will probably be addressed in the future. Okay, so solutions uh, inbound. Mm-hmm. I have one more note, by the way. If uh, if any of your listeners happen to have a line on where to find the world era Valhazak plush that is not a uh, not a uh, Chinese bootleg, uh, get at me because I'd love to find one. Yes, yeah, so use those connections. All right, Manofsky. yeah, that's right. Well, how would they do that, Manovsky? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Manovsky article and. Uh, when uh, the monster notes call, uh, they know how to reach me. I'm also here on Scanline Media's Hunter's Quorum. All right. D- are your DMs open? They are, actually, yes. But Excellent. use them Excellent. wisely. 
Sure. I mean, I was just going to say if they aren't, mine aren't, so I'll take the, take the messages. Well, but also, you got it. also, hey, yeah, feel free to contact my, my pals here. Uh, where can they find you all? Look at you with the sag that I'm ruining by addressing it. Yeah, this is this is the best thing. This is the thing that podcasters love to do is like, oh, man, that was really let's point attention to how smooth and seamless <laughs> that was. <laughs> Let me just pull out my 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 gunpla panel lining marker and line <laughs> how subtle that was. Uh, Alan, what about you? My other main podcast gig is chats colon a television podcast. That's C-H-H-T-Z. It can be found at chatspot.com, and it's a podcast where every week my best friend and I watch two episodes of a TV show and talk about it like a book club. Right now we're watching Sense8 on Netflix. It's really fun. You should check it out. What about you, Six? Lovely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, my DMs are open if you have any feedback or questions for, for this or any other Scanline show. They can all be found at scanlineme.com and patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Uh, and I believe what I'm supposed to say now is quest complete.